Welcome to the underpaid and the underqualified. And what better way to welcome you than with two guys coughing. One person because he's sick. One person because he's probably going to get sick because the other person's coughing all up a storm in his apartment. But anyways, we're back. You can crack a window. <laughs> I could. Might help with the air circulation. <laughs> you never know. And you know what? Just for you, I'm going to go and suck on a cough drop. <laughs> I don't think that'll help. That'll just make you feel better. That's our relationship, isn't it, Ja? Doesn't help me, makes you feel better. Yeah, I kind of don't care about your feelings too much. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, TFTI. I think. TFTI? TFTI. For what? Star Wars tonight. You wouldn't have even come. I've invited you a million fucking times. You never movies. invited me to this. Bro, Doctor. Hey, you want to go? I actually have an extra ticket. Yeah, no, I already bought tickets for Saturday morning. Yeah, see, put your <laughs> fucking money where your mouth is. Yeah, thanks for the invite for that. Exactly. Or even. Ja has nothing. No, he doesn't, because I've, invi I've invited you to way more movies, and every movie we'll even talk about it, and then you'll just be like, ooh, everybody take it to Because the theater, I always choose. You don't want to go. Yeah. No, you didn't know that till like, recently, so we don't even try to pull that shit. I've asked you at least multiple times, you're like, eh, I kind of want to go to that theater. Yeah, so I'm pretty positive you have, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That'll be the next episode. We're going to have text message receipts to figure <laughs> this out. But, uh, anyways... looking up. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, what job mentioned, I'm seeing Star Wars after, so I'm just going to dive straight into that. Um, All right, real quick, this is, I mean, well, we haven't watched it, so there's no way we can spoil it, per se. Mm -hmm. But what do you think of current reviews right now where it's it's mixed? It's very mixed. Well, similar to how the reviews are, I feel mixed, too, because I do really want to like this movie. I mean, it's, I, growing up with Star Wars, it's, like, such a huge franchise for most people who consider themselves nerds, like I think we would. And uh, it's kind of a bummer when you end it on a stale note or just don't really stick the landing. But at the same time, I'm also very curious because all the mixed reviews are making me... I've heard very consistent things across people. I don't know, have you, like, listened to a lot of reviews? I, to be honest, I've just been busy, so I've been looking to the reviews, but from what I've seen is that <laughs> it seems like the test audiences, audiences and stuff really liked it, and then you hear the um, critics and they basically, like, thumbs down it. So, That's it might be one of those things where it's like, people like it, but then critics don't like it. Yeah, it could be the case, which would be funny, because I think it's the opposite of Last Jedi, where critics seem to love it, but people hated it. Is that that's what you said, right? The opposite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because I've heard very consistent things where everyone says... I've heard... The staple things that I've heard are, if you like Last Jedi, you'll hate this. This movie's like an apology for Last Jedi. And they cram, like, four movies worth of stuff into this movie. And... There's a lot of light lightsaber fights, apparently. Ooh. Yeah, so that's good. The action's good. But it's just kind of a mess. And everyone said that it's very clear that they had, like, no coherent, like, like direction going into this shit. It really feels like they didn't know what the hell they were doing when they had three different directors. And it shows. But... Wait, they had three different directors? Well, they were originally going to. They had, obviously, J.J. Oh. Abrams for the first one, mm -hmm. and then Ryan Johnson for a second, and then originally the... Dude that did Jurassic Park was going to do the third, but thank God he left, because um, that would have been even worse, I think. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He actually revealed what his plot would have been, and it sounds super lame, too. <laughs> oh, anyways. But, yeah, that's just something I noticed, is, like, a, not, a lot of people are super hype. Like, my coworkers are big Star Wars fans. They're Star Wars junkies. Yeah. But at the same time, they realized... I, I told them, hey, do you guys see the reviews? What? It's very mixed. Good luck, guys. For me, it's like I'm walking in with, like... A super low bar. I don't care because I can keep up with the Star Wars like jargon, but it's not my like. Not your diehard franchise. It's not my diehard franchise compared yeah. to like other things. Yeah, I feel you. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that I think 2019's pretty, been a pretty goddamn good year for movies, so the fact that... Oh, it's wait, I saw a post of 2019 horrible movies. One of them was Terminator. They said that Star Wars is going to be the next one. Uh, Game of Thrones was the other one, the finale. Um, so movies and one. TV. Yeah, okay. like movie and TV, like endings. Um, well, first, like sci-fi, like stuff like that, and I was like, what? It looked like the meme where like the Grim Reaper goes and kills people like behind the door, and you see like a pool of blood. <laughs> yeah, and then like um, Star Wars is the next door. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, this is supposed to be the last like, tri- uh, last in the trilogy for a long time, so they're not doing any more trilogy stuff. So it kind of is like a death in a sense, and it sucks that if it's not ending on a good note, that's a bummer. But uh, but yeah, 2019. So I think there have been a lot of like duds for sure, but I think there's been a lot of good stuff at the same time. So but, like, just seems like there's been a lot. It's been a big year in general. I mean, the fact that you have a new Terminator, a new three new Marvel movies, Joker, a new like movie in that kind of heritage, Shazam. You also have Aquaman. Aquaman came out in 2018, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and just other big movies like Martin Scorsese's movie, The Irishman, with all the like original like mob cast that he usually has. Have you seen like that, that yet? No. Uh, I should probably don't watch it. Anyways, this weekend I think I will. No, I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Anyways, on to our actual topic. What is our actual topic, Vince? <laughs> nice smooth transition. Um, I'm about smooth. <laughs> like my sultry voice. Ah, uh, so smooth that I'm a... slightly congested. <laughs> the definition of smooth, but uh, yeah, so. Me and Jaw talk a lot about what's underrated and overrated, so that's going to be our topic. Specifically, underrated only. Sound good, Jaw? Sure, why not? <laughs> We're going to just randomly discuss things that are uh, that we think are underrated, and a uh, nice way of just bitching and complaining about things that we are not happy with the fact that they're not more popular, or... Actually, yeah, like, I think, like, when, we were, when I was actually thinking about this topic, I wasn't thinking, oh, it's me complaining it's more like what is something that should it's just so underappreciated <laughs> and then after sitting down talking with you i'm like oh yeah no this is just going to be me complaining <laughs> right never mind so it'll be just like a regular episode of our podcast pretty much all right cool. consistency that's yeah. what we're all about yeah so this uh, i don't know how you treated the topic job but i treated it as anything so movies bands food restaurants people yeah what do you I think i felt like i was more concerned about food <laughs> Well, that'd be a good balance, because mine's mostly like music and movies. So, uh, you want to get the ball rolling, Jeff? All right. Drum roll, please. Oh, my gosh. I'm so afraid of the mic dropping. Um, Drop the mic. No, please don't. This is worth <laughs> money. Um, all right. My first thing I think is underrated, and I know our fans are going to be... Livid. Livid about this. Yeah. Or they just will be completely apathetic and jaded to me whatsoever. You're assuming that people listen to this. Yeah, really. <laughs> root beer. I think root beer is underrated. I oh, think wow. it's the, one of the better soft drinks. When people say it's the Coke and like the Coke and Pepsi debate, and I'm like, who cares? I care about root beer. Huh. It's Taiwanese soda that is only sold at like one place in the entire bay. But anyways, yeah. So only that specific <clears throat> brand or all types of root beer? Like will you take A and W or? Uh... Yeah, I think all types of root beer is fine. Like. Okay, it's like, okay, when people are like, hey, let's make root beer floats, and they're like, ew. Okay, let's make, like, Pepsi floats. Yay, and I'm like, why? <laughs> it, bo- it actually legitimately bothers me every time when people say, oh, let's make root beer floats, but we don't have root beer, because, like, fuck root beer. And I'm just sitting here like, but why? <laughs> I will admit, I think, 
If you, I mean, I haven't tried a lot of different floats with different sodas, but root beer just sounds like the best combo. I don't know, just like, just imagining the taste of a root beer float, I'm totally with you on that. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, orange soda or, like, Sprite would taste as good. Well, that's the thing is that, like, Pepsi and Coke has done so much marketing. People are like, yeah, that's definitely the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Or, like, all the sodas besides Sprite will be healthy. Or, <laughs> Wait, like, who says Sprite if you're healthy? <laughs> well, because it has less sugar and stuff like that. <laughs> um, like, and yeah, less, I, like chemicals and I love when people say shit like that it's like dude you are not doing anything healthier by having soda it's all shit it's all I mean it's compa- it's like in and out compared to McDonald's kind of thing like one is definitely a little bit fresher than the other I guess um, I have not heard the Sprite thing that's interesting maybe I'm missing out on that but yeah but same no. thing with diet too anytime someone says they have I mean, a diet yeah that, that that's anyways. yeah but anyway that's a whole yeah no so that is like my pet peeve and also, like, I think, in my opinion, completely underrated. And I think anybody who says, like, root beer is bad, you're fundamentally wrong. And you're probably people who like Dr. Pepper, and that's shit. <laughs> I'm okay with Dr. Pepper. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Let's see. It is, like, literally the embodiment of, like, carbonated cough medicine. And I don't <laughs> know why people like it. Yeah, it does feel... That one feels like you feel the carbonation most with less flavor. You know what I mean? The carbonation to flavor ratio is a little limited on that. Like, cherry cough drops. Mm -hmm. And, like, cherry cough syrup. And, like, cherries. (laughs) It's disgusting. What about cherry Coke? I don't like cherries. Really? Interesting. Like, cocktails and stuff like that, when I get a cherry, Uh I usually just ask who likes cherries, or I just don't get it. (laughs) I gotta admit, I look forward to a nice cherry, specifically at 2 a.m. when nothing's open but Jack in the Box and they got the uh, Oreo. Alright, next time we ever go drinking and I get a cocktail and it has a cherry, you're taking it. (laughs) Sweet, can't wait. My gift to you. That's the best motivation to go drinking with anyone. Um, But no, as I was gonna say, yeah, when you get the uh, Oreo milkshake with the cherry, that's, I look forward to it. It's a good thing. Especially when it's 2 a.m. and there's nothing else to eat. It's it's one of my favorite meals. Jack and crack. (laughs) Exactly. I dig a I dig a cherry, but um, what's your thoughts on Canada Dry? I think that's I an like underrated it. soda. That I mean, that's a soda you really never hear about, so that's why I'd say it's underrated. I think I would argue that A and W is somewhat in the in the circle. You know what I mean? In the circle of big sodas that people bring up. Yeah, I think Canada Dry, ginger ale, that stuff. I really like it. I really enjoy it. My one of my two go-to drinks on an airplane at the same time. Um, <clears throat> people who actually like to drink ginger ale, like legit straight up ginger mm-hmm. I'm like wow your taste buds must be dead <laughs> I've never met anyone because the thing burns does it? Huh. I don't know it's really spicy you know but huh. the flavor is that strong I was at a Christmas festival a few weeks ago and there was a shot of uh, absinthe and god damn if we're talking about burns that's what burns it will burn your soul probably would that shit fuck have you had it? no never I want to try it though <laughs> you should go to this Christmas festival Christmas festival was this? <laughs> it's called the Dickens Fair. It's in SF. Uh, oh. That's 30 bucks, so that seems like $30 more than you're willing to pay. <laughs> oh, also it's an SF. You gotta get there. It costs money. Yeah, so far away. A whole whopping 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like parking's a bitch if you drive. You gotta pay bridge toll. It's actually a bar. You might get stabbed on the weekend. I will admit, the bridge toll is annoying, but the parking's not bad, so... I think it's all worth it. Did if you, you just say parking show. not bad in SF in the same time it's at the Cow Palace, so there's a big parking lot. That's Daily City. Nah, close enough. That's a different city. Same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> All right. It really is. What else is underrated, Fucking in your opinion? Bay Area City Nazi over here. Um, underrated, yes. 
I think one thing that could be uh, said to be underrated as I'm stalling to figure out what I was going to say. Oh, you yeah. had a list, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling it up, you dumb fuck. <laughs> but it's funny because I think we're actually watching on TV one of the things on my list. Uh, a little TV show that I have on mute right now called Doctor Who. Who? Doctor. Who? <laughs> I can't believe we just went for the most low-hanging fruit. I shouldn't say we, just you. I was trying to avoid that. But here we are. <laughs> you encouraged me. I really did, and I was trying to figure a clever way to spin on it. And it didn't really come, but uh, here we are. definitely not one of your finer moments. My finer moments? Not one of your finer moments. Says who? What the me. fuck? Anyways, moving like on. You're a judge of why that? Doctor Who is underrated <laughs> when it has a massive, huge cult following. It's really not one of your finer days either, Jeff. Yeah, shut your mouth. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Doctor Who. Um, yeah, so, Doctor Who is a sci-fi TV show, otherwise, it's uh, actually the longest-running sci-fi TV show, um, just narrowly, yeah, narrowly beating out Star Trek, uh, by a bit, and, um, one thing I like about Doctor Who, it's very hard to describe, it's, uh, it's kind of got a cult following among sci-fi nerds, I think it's never gotten like huge huge in the sense of like star wars or marvel type of stuff it's kind of got a cult following where you could talk to maybe like i don't know 10 casual nerds at like work or a bar and everyone i'd say i'd venture to say like eight to ten of them would know star wars or like you know marvel stuff things like that but maybe like only like four to five would specifically know doctor who they might have heard of it but they wouldn't actually like watch it would you agree with that you know? Yeah, sure, I can see that. Yeah, it's like big, but it's not like a thing everybody's hooked on. A lot of people know about it, but they never got super into it. I was that type of person for a very long time. And then one day, I just randomly decided to binge 11 seasons of it. And it took me a few months. <coughs> Did you really just binge 11 seasons to get there? Like, you started on one episode and you seriously just could not stop? No, I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to be caught up. <laughs> and, uh, what's, they, what I like... separate universes? Or, like, separate, like, things? Each season? Yeah. yeah. Well, funny you ask, I was just about to go into that, too. So, what's cool about Doctor Who, what I like about it, the, basically, the premise is the Doctor is this person who's an alien, and he's from a planet called Gallifrey. And Gallifrey, they look like humans, but they have something called, they're an alien species called Time Lords, and what they can do is they can manipulate time. And they can basically cheat death in that they live for, like, I don't know, a thousand years on average, and you know how you'd see a James Bond, there's different iterations of James Bond. There's Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, you know, Sean, uh, what's that? Connery. Yes. <laughs> Sean Connery, so different iterations. This is kind of a take on that in that there's, like, been 12 or 13 Doctors throughout the whole run. But rather than just, like, awkwardly, like, having a different actor play the same person and acting like it's a cast change and, like, nothing has actually changed in the context of the story... In this case, they uh, actually write that into the story. So the Time Lords, they have a thing called regeneration where they can, anytime their lifespan ends, they literally just regenerate into a random person. So you kind of see it anytime there's a new transition. And uh, what's kind of cool about that is that you get different eras of the show, so you get different flavors and um, like each different uh, doctor version of the Doctor has his own different personality traits. Some are like more stern and grumpy, some are more goofy, uh, some are more intense, I don't know, um, some are more funny, so, and they also have different showrunners each season, so it's, it's, you really get a good variety with the show, and I will admit, a lot of it's really silly and dumb, but, I don't know, it's kind of fun at the same time, um, and I think they got good 
character development and uh, it's just entertaining. I think it's just like that's why I have it on right now. It's just a good show to have in the background. Like you don't exactly know what's going on at all times, but the characters are likable. Just goofy British people doing goofy British things. Uh, you're a fan of Sherlock, right? Sure. Yeah, the TV show. Sure. You watch it, right? No? Sure. <laughs> yes, I do watch it. It's a wonderful show, and I'm still waiting for season whatever the hell they're on. Five, I think. But, uh, yeah, the showrunner for Sherlock did, like, six seasons of Doctor Who. So that kind of gives you a flavor of what it'd be like. Amanda Cumberbatch? No, the showrunner. The writer. Oh. Yeah, Stephen Moffat. Yeah, I was actually going to ask what's the showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically, like, the CEO of the show. The, like, creative head. And, uh, yeah, such actors. I feel like... None of the actors are huge, huge. Like, you probably wouldn't know any of these actors. I'll try to run them by. Well, you might know them. But uh, David Tennant, Matt nope. Smith. That sounds familiar. Peter, Peter Capaldi. Nope. Well, that's David Tennant on the screen right now. Oh, that's why. Otherwise known as my doppelganger, according to half the girls I matched with on Tinder. <laughs> that's weird that they would say that. But anyways. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> you said that it's not that popular, so... Well, that's the thing. A lot of people... It's got a cult following among a lot of people. But... It could be more popular. That's the case I'm making. I think it's just as good as any big franchise out there. So, underrated, Dr. Who. All right, my turn. <laughs> it's another food-related topic. <laughs> TV show and food. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet. Anyways, Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying Domino's is underrated? I think Domino's is underrated. Not it's overrated. For sure, you're aware the yes. topic is underrated. Given some of the other pizzas I've had in my life and have actually thought about just throwing out the window. Sure. All right, so growing up, I've had Domino's. It was never that bad in my opinion. But I also had another popular franchise, Little Caesars. And okay. People, and people commonly would tell me, overwhelmingly a majority would tell me actually, that Little Caesars is better than Domino's. I would tell you the same thing right now. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you all are smoking crack, <laughs> and should probably lay off the black tar heroin. Well, honestly, because if you're smoking crack, Domino's is probably the place to go, so you might not be wrong about that. <laughs> because I think it's good. It's so much better. <laughs> okay, I've never, like, when I have Domino's, I don't feel like I'm going to chuck this out. I feel like, all right, it's just a pizza or whatever, right? It's, it's cut and dry pizza. When I have Little Caesars, I always feel like, this is like the base of a cardboard with marinara sauce and then like everything is just bland and I remember eating school like just having like different companies coming in with different pizzas uh -huh. and Little Caesars was always the one that I was just like I'm gonna chuck this out the window hmm you know some people are colorblind where they just see like the opposite colors than what people see in this case, I'm right, and you're wrong. <laughs> I'll say no, you don't know that. So I'm going to assume that you're colorblind so to I the taste. Because exactly the way you describe Domino's is how I would describe Little Caesars and vice versa. <laughs> but apparently... The cardboard one is Domino's. Apparently. Apparently. Everybody has said, oh yeah, Domino's is bad, but they did a rebranding. And then when people do get Domino's now, yeah. they're like, oh, it's actually pretty good in comparison to the past. And I'm like, okay, well, this tastes all the same to me. I think it's just the door in the face effect <laughs> where otherwise known as a psychological principle, where you get something so bad and so blatantly just, like, in one direction that 
when they actually make it like less worse than it is, but it's still bad, you think it's an amazing improvement when really you just were given something so bad at the start that you're just comparing it and that's why you think it's good. That's what I think with this rebranding thing, because I think it's still crap. Like I will admit it's definitely better, but uh, I don't know. It's still it's still like the I I don't I can't think of another pizza franchise that I would rank above Domino's. I mean below. Fuck. I need more sleep. Yeah, I was like, wait, I'm very confused <laughs> with this analogy right now. It's Papa at John's. it's at it's at the bottom. It's it's the lowest. Papa John's. Papa John's. Yes. You know, actually, that's a. Uh, I should I should hold my breath on that because I haven't had the Papa John's lately. All right. So how about Mountain Mike's? Mountain Mike's is good. I do it. I realized I like a lot of smaller French. Actually, I was told never to get Mountain Mike's. Why? I don't know. I was like, when I first came to the Bay, because apparently Mountain Mike is a very East Bay thing, and when I asked people, hey, should I get Mountain Mike's or something? They're like, why would you, like, why would you? Why not? It's good. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I have coupons in the mail. Can I, <laughs> should I get it? Why would you? Yeah, you need to invite these people as guests on the podcast, because now I'm curious. <laughs> so I've never tried Mountain Mike's. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's good. Also, not, they have, like, a local... I've had local pizza before from different places, and I'm mm-hmm. like... And people are like, man, isn't this pizza place great? And I'm just sitting there like... And you guys say Domino's is bad? <laughs> what? Well, we all have different taste buds. I don't know. I don't, said Pizza Hut is bad. Wait, what? I've talked to people that said Pizza Hut is bad. Yeah, I think Pizza Hut's pretty bad. <laughs> Why is Pizza Hut bad? That's like the main... It's just like, cheap. It's just like, it's same, so flavorless. It's, it's like, it's the most, it's like, I would no, I don't mean cheap in terms. I don't mean cheap in terms of, like, cost. I mean quality. It's just, I don't know, it's just like, there's but not yeah, much pizza cheese. Pizza Hut is amazingly popular outside of America, like... Yeah, it's probably, pop- well, I can't speak, it might be a different <laughs> taste in different countries. I don't know, but... Like, McDonald's, you know how we trash talk on McDonald's here, like, oh, it's a fast food and it's just going to give you, like, obesity? Yeah. Whereas, like... In Asia, it's like, oh, McDonald's is pretty good. Yeah. And then KFC is like, oh, you eat KFC. And in Japan, that's their Christmas dinner. <laughs> well, they, like, they sell out KFC. Yeah, that's why I hesitate to say what it's what uh, Pizza Hut's like in other countries. Yeah. For so, sure, Pizza Hut is the one where I taste the cheese less and taste the most flavorless crust more. I always get stuffed crust. That's like the only place that does stuffed crust. If you have to get stuffed crust, I don't know. I feel like you should judge a pizza based on the merit of its regular pizza. Oh, yeah. Like, no, stuffed I, crust is for sure better, but like you got to judge it based on its baseline. I don't remember getting a normal pizza like pizza. I always get stuffed <laughs> crust. So that's the Maybe only that's place why. that does it. So that's why I love pizza so much. And so it's like when people talk crap about these places, and I'm just thinking, but the places you take me, I never want to go back to again. <laughs> have you been to BJ's? Uh, the, uh, the sports bar, kind of like... Burger joint? Shot. Yeah, they have the pizookie. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, their pizza's really good. Have you had that? I like a deep dish. Yeah, so you've had like, their deep dish pizza? Or no, sorry, not deep dish. It, <coughs> is it deep dish? It's the fluffy one, super fluffy. It's probably deep dish. Deep dish pan? Yeah. Okay. It's secondly not legitimate deep dish, but then still, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that pizza's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. From You know, self-admittedly, I haven't had Little Caesars in a while, but from what I remember, it was pretty fluffy. Like, at least the maybe the restaurants, the Little Caesars you go to is different than the one I go to, but... It was it, flat. It was... Like, I would literally have any other microwave... Or not microwave. Um, any random, like, frozen pizza was better <laughs> than, like, Little Caesars growing up. Frozen pizza can be good, too. Did you say can be or can't be? Can be. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I think when you know you're not in for quality, you just accept it, and then you forget that you have it, and then you find it there, it's like the perfect surprise. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad at all. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's my opinion. <laughs> uh, you know, I would throw in pizza and Domino's, I think, is underrated. 
<laughs> you just went from bad to worse. Uh, I'm gonna stab you in your sleep. <laughs> uh, I might fall asleep right now. I'm so tired. But um, yeah. So my topic. Uh, yeah. Rise against. <laughs> All right. For our fans who don't know what Rise Against is, please enlighten them. Well, a good amount might not, because that's why I put it on the underrated list. But uh, basically, I'll preface this. I'm a big fan of rock. Rock is the default genre oh, I go really? to. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks for ruining my flow, Josh. Just You're welcome. Shitting all over the topic I'm trying to bring up. But um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of rock. I dig uh, any prominent sounding guitar and uh, kind of anything blues, jazz, um, classic rock, um, funk. Like I dig the guitar. Any Magic Dragons. No, not at all, because they don't have that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I dig any prominent, like, big-sounding guitar, and uh, rock is kind of the genre I've always defaulted to, and uh, I've always complained that I feel like there's rather a lack of good rock bands these days. Some people point to Foo <coughs> Fighters as a new rock band, but they're going on, like, 20, 25 years. Who fucking knows how long? Or, I, I can't even... Foo Fighters. What? I think a little bit overrated, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what, well, next week we'll do overrated. <laughs> we can put them on that. Um, so I kind of have a hard time finding a like rock band that just kind of naturally speaks to me and just like just I naturally gravitate true and hits a rhythm that I just naturally dig. And uh, Rise Against is that band, and I think they are by far, by none, the best rock band of today that encompass everything I like in music. They have big, heavy-sounding guitars, memorable hooks, like interesting lyrics. They have variety in their songs. They don't just do one type of song. They have fast songs. They have slow songs. They have acoustic songs. They have um, like balls-out, super crazy punk songs. And they have more just progressive, like acoustic songs that build to a, a big, heavy thing. So yeah, just everything in between, I think. And uh, I think they they just. The hooks are memorable, like this, like the songs that you hear. They kind of stink in your head. They stick, uh, stick in your head because they're catchy. Um, is it bad that it bothers me that they're vegans? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's bad that it bothers you. Well, I can see a lot of people are bothered by the vegan thing. I don't really care because they don't really shove it in your face too much. They just say like, "This is what we do." Like they don't say you're a bad person if you're not vegan. All right, cool, fair enough. Because like anytime when somebody says that they're vegan and stuff like that, and I'm like, you don't exist as a person. <laughs> I think you're overrated for thinking vegans are not people. They're not. <laughs> I can't wait for the two vegan listeners that we have to stop listening because of that. Ooh, I am sorry I hurt your feelings, Snowflake. <laughs> I mean, vegans are really taking over the world. They're kind of, they're kind of like more and more people who used to trash being vegan. Just like you come back one summer and then they're super fit and they're only on a vegan diet now. They're still wrong. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, oh, yeah so Rise Against are vegan, and they're also very politically active, so they're very passionate. So that's another thing that really connects with me and their music, is that more than any other band, I, like, feel the passion and emotion and rage in whatever they're singing. So it's entertaining seeing their show, because they're just super into it, screaming at the top of their lungs. And it's, you know, some bands, you kind of hear the lyrics, and it's whatever. You just kind of, they kind of go in one ear out the other. Like, Rise Against lyrics stick with me, and I actually cognitively appreciate them, because when they're saying these things that I think make sense in the lyrics and are well-written, and they also mean them and seem so passionate about it, that's what really captivates me and gets me into it, and I think, I don't know, I just think that I've tried to find, I, I was talking uh, with uh, Christine once about, like, 
we had a question of like what's one friend you wish you had you know like one type of friend like you have the friend who like maybe talk to movies about you have the friend you like go work out with you have the friend you i don't know go drinking with that type of thing what's the one category of your life you're like missing a friend in and i think Somebody who, like, really, really analyzes Right Against Music super deeply, that's the one friend I'm missing. Because it feels like every time I show someone their songs, they're just like, oh, okay. It's just, I get the most, like, monotone, no, like, deep analytical response of their songs. Like, I would love to talk to somebody about the deep cuts on their albums, like, favorite lyrics, like, best albums, rank them all, that type of thing. But, uh, I don't know. Like, you're a Rise Against fan, but I feel like you... Surface level. Exactly, yeah. You don't get like, super, super into them. So. Yeah, I'm very surface level. Yeah, so you're proof why... <coughs> Why uh, they're underrated? So actually, I do have a friend. Every time like she posts something about like, oh, I love the music, and she follows like the uh, the people's like Instagrams, and they're like, uh, oh my gosh, they're adorable. Just watching them, just kind of like live their lives and stuff like that, and travel. Um, another is uh, she's a big fan of Five Seconds of Summer. So when they're like doing this whole like variety show in Korea, mm-hmm. she's like, oh my gosh, this is great, and they've come a long way growing up from their original music writing stuff, which is like obviously like very uh, naive and childish to like, oh my gosh, you're so super, um, we're deeper and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting here like, if it sounds good, it sounds good. If it doesn't sound good, I don't care. That yeah. is me. That does sound like you. You're very, uh, sometimes, I think sometimes you can't get a little bit deeper, but sometimes you're very, uh, just like, I like explosions. My name's Joe. <laughs> no, it depends on the movie. So it's like, if I know like the movie's going to be like that, then that's all I'm looking for. There's no point in looking for anything else. I know. That's why I caveat that sometimes you're that way. When it comes always. to the music, definitely 95% of the time I'm going to be like that. I don't know. I just find it so much more interesting when there's like more to just like, oh, this is catchy. When you actually have something that sits with you and sits in your brain, you can think about it for a long time. So I think the most... Okay, we're talking about Lincoln Park, then I can go off on, but that's the thing yeah. is that nobody really does. Really? I feel like so many people are obsessed with Lincoln Park. Especially now, more so um, with Chester dying. No, there isn't, really. Uh, it's no more, way, dude. I, I've met at least, like, a handful of people throughout my life that, like, like, their favorite band was Lincoln Park. Every time when I talk to people, they're like, oh my gosh, they're my favorite band in middle school. You still listen to them? Like <laughs> that? And I'm just like, yeah, tell me about the music you listen to with the auto-tune and bullshit that talks about basically everything that you set against. <laughs> well, that's a good point. You do get that a lot. You get the people who are like, oh, you still listen to them? Yeah. So I do hear that, but I think there are a lot of people that still like super passionately like their music. No, there's definitely a lot of people like that out there, but then the people that I run into, it's definitely the whole, oh my gosh, you actually listen to them still? Yeah. So you like, need to yeah, find... Do you have a problem? You need to find more people... Bull crap? You bullcrap? Yeah. You need to find more people who live in the past, and I need to find more people who can... Appreciate Rise Against Artsy. Oh, actually, I guess not being Artsy Fartsy. Nobody calls Rise Against Artsy Fartsy. No, being analytical about music. Oh yeah. Okay, actually, I guess to add on to that, I think rock in general, yeah, has been a major underrated thing. Okay, with current pop music, you mean recently, recent years, or like we're talking the whole state of rock throughout time? I was just talking about pop music in general in the last ten years. Okay, last ten years. So so pop music in the last ten years, I've tried to listen to it, and I'm just kind of like. I was his bullshit on the Oh, yeah? Like Taylor Swift? <laughs> I love Taylor Swift. Anyways. <laughs> Hashtag hypocrite. No, it's funny how, like, my coworker tries to, like... He was, like, taking a picture of my playlist. Uh-huh. It was Taylor Swift, and I was like, I dare you try to blackmail me. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah, you publicly uh, promote Taylor Swift all the time. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, there's definitely certain music that I listen to, and it's like, okay, this is just straight-up blatant auto-tune. I can't understand a single word, and you make fun of me listening to Screamo? How are you able to understand this? <laughs> and they're like, it's a catchy beat. Okay, yeah, but if we're talking about lyrics here, 
I don't understand any of this. <laughs> and so, like, for example, One Republic, they have this one song. Uh, shoot, what was it? What was the Timberland, like, feature? You're asking me? <laughs> like, I would know. Anyways. I know a few One Republic songs. I think they're okay. It's the, the song title is blanking on me right now, but it's a really popular song, and then all of a sudden Timberland did, like, a feature on it. So it's One and Republic with... Wait. Is it too late? That one? I uh, apologize, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, people are like, it's such a bear song, the tempo's faster. Why don't you like that version over the original version, which is a slow tempo and stuff like that? And I'm like, because I don't need to listen to Timberland go, eh, eh. <laughs> like, the entire, oh my gosh. I think that should have been the intro to the podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like, so that's like mainstream music. It was like, okay, we're going to throw in this, this hip-hop, this pop-like connotation to it. And most of the time, it's, it's auto-tune. Or it's some dumb rapper with a, with face tattoos named Lil something whatever. It's and like even. That's funny you say that because my next topic was gonna be dumb rappers with face tattoos are very underrated. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, <laughs> see how do you like being thrown off your game, Jeff? <laughs> anyways, um, what's the other thing? And then like, EDM is such a major thing. It's become like such an Asian culture right now. And I was, cause like, there's like this Facebook group called, uh... Asians who love EDM? No, it was like Subtle Asian Leftovers, it's like for older Asian people. Okay, what so... they call it old, like, 40s? Above the age of 25. Nice, we're old. Alright, yeah, we like, made it! Woo! There's another one Subtle Asian Traits, and a lot of it's mostly college students. Okay. So they made one that was like, okay, for 25 and older. And then, so somebody posted on there, Alright guys, how do you fill the void in your life when you don't have EDM? And I commented on there, Literally anything. I think I would. Like, I would anything. I would caveat that EDM <coughs> creates the void in your life because there's no good music. <laughs> so, it creates the void. If you listen to a lot of EDM, there's a lack of good shit going on in your ears. I think if anything, there's just deep gaping hole. But some like so, who hurt you, man? <laughs> you know what's funny? I have a friend in high school who like wasn't into EDM at the time. She was into like 80s pop. She went to two years in Santa Barbara, that's all it took. <laughs> she got, in college, super obsessed with EDM and, like, super passionate about it. Like, every goddamn time I want to visit Santa Barbara for, like, Halloween or something, she's like, okay, I go to an EDM festival. And always posts about it, like, always goes, to, like, at least three or four EDM festivals per year, just super obsessed with it. And uh, just, like, super passionate about it, too. Sometimes I'll, like, make fun of the music so much it bugs her, like, to the point where I actually get serious. We're just like, I'm really passionate about it, you stuff. Just, like, I don't no, know. Like, no, if, when people are into EDM, yeah. it's, like, literally a, it's a cult. It's like a cult. No, it yeah. is like a cult. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Except it's big. It's bigger than a cult. When, it's when like, I ask people, besides taking Molly, what is so great about uh, a rave? And everyone keeps telling me the same answer. Thanks. He's just got to be there. And I'm like... And no, but more recently people are telling me, oh, it's because people will judge you. Oh, and I'm thinking... I've heard different answers, but... Oh, yeah, but then I kind of refute back, like... Okay, so you're wearing sexualized clothing, and you're perpetuating, objectifying people. And also objectifying men, because they're also, like, people... Uh, guys usually take off their shirts, run around like a Speedo or just shorts, <laughs> and they're usually ripped, right? So it's just like... I'm like, wait, I thought we were trying to foster a culture of not objectifying the body. But now here we are. Okay, yeah, none of you guys have defended this whatsoever. So going back to the original topic of like, <laughs> this is what mainstream music is. Mm -hmm. And we go back to rock and people are like, it's just noise. And I'm like, but this actually took instruments. And like, the roots of it goes back to like, I don't know, jazz. Blues. And like, 
No, or like actual like music, like people consider us. You were almost there. All you had to say was blues. That's <laughs> the roots of it. Blues or whatever. Okay. All that fancy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And so I'm like, yeah, I know rock in this time, in this era is very underrated. No, I get. I've made that argument for years and years, and I completely agree. Where it's the whole de- the whole debate is that like EDM, it's just like literally people pressing a button, so there's no soul and emotion. Whereas with like rock, you see a rock show, you see people actually playing the notes, fucking up like real organic human like ability. Whereas EDM is literally just people pressing different buttons. That's kind of the typical argument that you hear. And uh, to that argument, I've said that many times to my friend, and her typical response is like something like, "It's." Usually they'd say it's about the transitions that so it's basically like it's playing recorded songs But the transitions between them. That's what's really cool. That's what really makes it and then I also hear it's about the experience And then it'll like it's like it'll take you to a beautiful place So it's out it sounds like a very experience oriented music for the people where they seem like they just are like getting a different like State of kind of musical high from it or like enjoyment. Yeah, no, it feels like the enjoyment they get from it's very different from like the enjoyment that people who like rock and metal get. Because, uh, did you know actually there's a study that if you ever get goosebumps while listening to music that you're more in tune with your, uh, emotional, um, intelligence? Dude, what? <laughs> yeah, have you, get, have you ever gotten goosebumps for listening to music? I want to say probably yes, but nothing comes to mind. I definitely have at some points. Not a lot of times, but okay. definitely happened. Yeah, I mean, like, probably, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anyways. Wow, that's weird. Anyways. <laughs> He's looking at Doctor Who. I can explain that later. All right, so, um, yeah, so I think rock is severely underrated. Pop music, I don't know why we're continuously perpetuating these stereotypes that people comp- continuously try to champion against, but that's what effectively what pop is, so y'all can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, um, you did a nice double take there. You did an underrated and an overrated. And it transitioned nicely from my Res Against topic. Thank you. Yeah. Right, wait, is it my turn now, kind of? Uh, no, I think it's my turn. But right, you have you. one. Feel free to go. Uh, shoot, I have a Digimon. <laughs> Digimon. All right, we should say that as the big finale. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, next underrated. Um... TV. We haven't talked about TV yet, have we? No, we have. Doctor Who, never Doctor mind. Who, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about TV again. Um, you ever heard of a show called Chuck Cha? I thought people really liked that show. Well, it got canceled after five seasons, so not enough people, and that's why I'm going to pick it as underrated. Um, yeah, so Chuck, that was, do you know that, who was on that show? Zach Levi? Uh, Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. There you go. Wait. That's the same show you were thinking of? Is he the guy from, like, also Scrubs or no? No, that's Zach Braff. Oh, uh, got them completely mixed yeah. up. Okay, People mix him up with John Krasinski from The Office. They think they look alike. Yeah, I don't know who Zach Levi actually... Besides, like, Shazam, that's, like, the only thing I know about him. Well, basically, he was on Chuck. And uh, Chuck, I think, was... I can't think of another show that, like, got canceled way before its time and should not have gotten... Well, I can't say that. <laughs> it got canceled after five seasons, which could be worse, but I think it could have gone on much longer. I think it was truly an overrated or underrated... Oh, Tango, yeah. that's where I... That's where else... The other place I know him from. Yeah, he was in that. Um, yeah, so Chuck is a show, basically, it's kind of a mi- The best things that... It, the best types of art, I think, are when you mix a whole different genre. Like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I need to give you a class on not interrupting when people are in a flow. <laughs> um, oh, he was in this movie. Oh, this movie. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up, okay? Just go. Continue. There's a, there's a flow, John. You gotta interject at the right time. Um, what you call it? No, um... 
Yeah, so I think the best types of art are when you mix different genres and you can't really put a label on it. So Chuck had action, it had like spy, um, James Bond types of influence, it had comedy, and it had serious dark moments, it had good character progression, and likable characters, and that's everything I look for in a show. So do you know the premise of Chuck at all? Murder. No, not really. Um, I mean, that's there. Serial killer. No, not at all. Completely far away. Um, Wait, isn't Chuck about the serial killer guy? No. Oh, my God. Jesus. You were so off. Oh, Dexter. I'm thinking of Dexter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yo, what the hell is Chuck? Yeah. Chuck is a show about a guy who went to Stanford, and he uh, had a friend named Bryce Larkin, and he had a girlfriend named Jill, and then his senior year of college... Uh, his friend Bryce Larkin um, rats on him for cheating, but he didn't actually cheat, so basically his friend Bryce Larkin framed him, and he never knew why, and he didn't graduate, he got expelled because of this false accusation, and then his girlfriend also uh, started dating the guy who kicked him out. So since then, that kind of like traumatized him, and he's been working at what they call a buy more. It's kind of like our equivalent of Best Buy. They do a parody of it where mm-hmm. the colors are like green and gold instead of blue and yellow like we have for Best Buy. And he works kind of in the nerd herd, which is kind of like Geek Squad. And uh, basically, he's uh, not living up to his motivation at all, kind of depressed ever since that, and um, not doing anything he could, but he's a super smart, talented guy. And um, then one day, he gets an email from his friend Bryce Larkin, the guy who... Uh, um, <clears throat> uh, framed him and got him kicked out of college and then he opens the email and he sees a bunch of flashing images right super super quick like can't even notice them and he's kind of entranced by it and then the next day he doesn't know what he just saw and he's like that's kind of weird I feel a little strange and then the next day he's like hearing things on the news he'll be like walking doing his day and he'll get like random phrases will trigger this like thing in his brain where it'll just like flash on something some like really random piece of government knowledge and he won't know why so what you find out is that his friend Bryce Larkin was a CIA agent, and uh, Bryce Larkin was, uh, in while in the CIA, he stole this really important thing called the Intersect, and the Intersect is this um, kind of this database of all the government secrets in the world, like all the important secrets, and he sent it, as he was like being chased and stole this thing by like people trying to kill him, he sent it to Chuck, and the mystery is you don't know why he sent it to Chuck, and then later, when you find out, is that he sent it to Chuck because, or the reason he got Chuck kicked out of college is because the government wanted to recruit Chuck to be a CIA at the same time they recruited Bryce, and then Bryce didn't think Chuck could handle it, so he tried to get him expelled so that Chuck wouldn't have to deal with the CIA and like live this like dark lifestyle. So then, he that's why he was really his friend the whole time he was looking after him, and the reason he sent him the Intersect is it because Chuck's dad created the Intersect and was a secret government agent, and then it kind of reunited him with his dad through that eventually and eventually eventually a bunch of different crap happens but it's hard to describe but either way it's good <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense but that's Chuck <laughs> he sounds like an asshole Chuck? Chuck's friend yeah Bryce Larkin yeah, yeah. So, so, even though like he's supposed to have his back he sounds like an <laughs> asshole no he really is that's uh that's kind of a recurring motif where he kind of looks like a dick in the show do you know Matt Bomer by any chance? yes yeah, Ooh, I love him yeah he's uh, Bryce Larkin well that's awkward <laughs> What do you know, man? I can't think of what you've seen. Uh, White Collar. Oh, you watch White Collar? I watch it with my family, yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, that was like the next show he did after Chuck. Yeah, he's supposed to be also in a Doom Patrol, uh, a DC um, uh, miniseries or something like that. That's true. Yeah, he's also in The Nice Guys. You probably haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen The Nice Guys. Wait, no, no, no. Russell Crowe, uh, Ryan Gosling, 70s cop movie. No, no, I'm not. All right. Well, either way, Chuck's an underrated show, and I highly <coughs> recommend it. Well, why do you think people didn't like it? 
It wasn't that they didn't like it, it was the same reason as Doctor Who, where it just didn't have... It's like, the people that did like it were super into it and super passionate about it. Like, it was it was, uh, it was was on during the writer's strike, do you remember that? Like, 2008? Ooh, that, that was such a major problem for so many shows. Yeah, exactly. So, like, their show was, like, kind of put on hiatus at a certain point. And it was on NBC, and NBC's pretty rough with the ratings, like... I don't know, you're either in the office or you get cancelled in one season pretty much, <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay, I can see that. And, uh, yeah, they they stuck around for five seasons and the people that, like, petitioned to keep the show going were, like, super adamant and passionate about it, but then, uh, yeah, five, after five seasons, you can only do so much, so I think it's just, like, the people that were, it was very saturated and the people that were into it were super into it, but not enough people were into it, so. No. Yeah. So it had a cult following, I guess you could Got say. Got it, okay, fair enough. Now can I talk about Digimon? <laughs> sure, big finale. Big finale, guys. Take Digimon. it away. Take it away, Ja. I will say right now, and I will probably get burned at the stake for saying this, but <laughs> I think Pokemon is overrated and it needs to fucking die. I think this is really speaking to different cultures between a white and Asian man. <laughs> There's so many people. No, Pokemon, the thing is that Pokemon is like timeless to the point where like it doesn't, it, race is not really that much of an issue at this point because people, so many people still are engrossed with Pokemon. Maybe we and just have different circles of friends, because I, I think if you said Pokemon's over, <laughs> I could be wrong. Maybe I'll say that to my friends and test it, but I feel like nobody would get that offended. They'd be like, eh. But yeah, no, so like, <laughs> even CNN, so you know Ash Ketchum, right? The general yeah, of course. So, okay, so he finally won the Pokemon League in, uh, in one of the arcs. Nice! And even for CNN him. covered it. Wow, really? Like, it was such, that's why I say that, like, that at, Pokemon isn't really a, cult, uh, a race thing, specifically. It's because it's such a big following that um, it's effectively, like, the whole world is really big on it. Well, you said CNN or ESPN? CNN. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to see this clip. What the fuck? That's... All right, I'll, I'll Google this while you keep... Yeah, keep Ash wins a Pokemon League after 22 years or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so for a lot of people growing up in the 1996, 1997... You had two major monster cartoon series going on. You had Digimon, Digital Monsters, or Pokemon, Pocket Monsters. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and so, during the first couple of seasons, it was very like, oh yeah, you can like both, whatever, but it's gotten to a point now where uh, Pokemon definitely outshines Digimon. Pokemon just released Pokemon Go two or three years ago, which solved World Peace, or basically created World Peace for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, now the newest Pokemon game, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. And also right now, uh, I teach Sunday school kids uh, regularly on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And they're still big on Pokemon. They still play Pokemon cards. There's even, like, Pokemon, like, mega battles with cards. And the cards are, like, half the size of my laptop. Wow. It's weird. And Wow. I have not met one person recently who plays Pokemon. Uh, that's more of a nerd circle thing. But, like, I mean, these are my Sunday school kids, right? So they're kids. Well, I guess I don't think <coughs> a lot of kids. <laughs> Anyways. So, like, it's still big, it's timeless, and then you talk about Digimon, I ask them, I ask my kids, like, oh, is uh, Yu-Gi-Oh popular? No. Digimon. What is Digimon? <laughs> Alright, so it's dead. <laughs> but, in Japan, it's still super big, and so the reason why I say, like, Digimon is very severely uh, underrated is because, like, with Pokemon, it's basically every season is the same thing again. Every game is the same thing. The only difference is that they may change the mechanics. Maybe there's a new way of fighting, new way of battle. Is every season that he's trying to catch them all still? Just be the best. Be a Pokemon master. <laughs> and so, like, the cartoon is, like, not even the greatest. Like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, hoping that something will change, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? He keeps losing the Pokemon uh, League, and he finally wins. Great. After 22 damn years. 
But I would. Well, that means it pays to be insane. He kept doing the same thing, and it did change after 22 years. Anyway, hey, persistence and a multi-billion-dollar corporate, uh, <laughs> like franchise. Yeah. No, but like with Digimon, is that like, um, definitely the first original season. You had very great storytelling. You had a major character development. You had made like just a bond something like within like the actual creatures and the humans themselves. You had variety too. The characters weren't all alike. They were always alike. It wasn't always a 10-year-old boy who would not freaking age. Whereas, like, with Digimon right now... <laughs> like goats and trunks? Yeah, actually, that's another thing that's, that bothers me. Like, can they just grow up and become stronger and live up to a potential? Yeah. Already? Side note, we'll bring that up. <coughs> Anyways, so, like... And with Digimon, it's like, even now, yeah, they're going back to the original franchise, because that was the main moneymaker. The yes. The franchises kind of suck. The nostalgia is strong with that one. The nostalgia is so strong with that one. But then, like, the storytelling is still a lot better, because... They have, like, it still shows a progression of seeing people growing up. Because, like, people really have that bond saying, like, oh, wow, from, like, little childish, naive uh, children to struggling with life. Little childish, and making, naive like, more teenagers. Mature, like, like, realizing, like, the magnitude and gravity of their decisions, right? Yes. And to now, they're releasing another Digimon movie coming out in 2020. Oh, yeah? That's cool. Yeah, it's with the original character. So, you know, uh, if you... They keep up with it like Agumon and Tai, the okay. original two. That's cool. They're uh, going back to that. I, yeah. I knew they had one like a few years back, and yeah, I never saw. Try. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was a lot of fan service, <laughs> but then also they introduced a new character where the entire time I watched it, some friends, and we're all rooting for her to die. Um, wow, just really annoying. All Anyways, right. no, it was like when you still see the old characters, seeing how they're struggling. So like, there's one older character named Joe. He was always older, so like he was farther along with uh, middle school or high school. He was the nerdy one, right? He was the nerdy. He was one of the two nerdy ones. He was and the then, taller nerdy one. Yeah, but then like in Digimon Trials, him struggling with like, okay, well I'm a bigger kid now. I'm trying to get into college. That's a struggle. I can't keep playing around with these fighting monsters and trying to save the world. Like I have my own personal life that I go to. Yeah. When everything's said and done. Yeah. Um. Where I was like, Ash, sweet. He's this 10-year-old boy still trying to become Pokemon Master, meets random people along the way, does cheesy, corny, like, after-school specials. Great character development. Same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. This is... (coughs) Sorry, go ahead. Oh, like, I was going to say, like, couldn't they just do something a little bit more serious? Because the original Pokemon manga, comic books, for people who don't understand nerd talk um, <laughs> I'm sure anyone who's listening to this knows what a manga is that series actually has it's a lot more uh, bare storytelling because it actually progresses through people's ages hmm. and it's actually like one linear story that's going on more or less okay whereas then you have like Ash which is the same damn story maybe the movies might be a little bit different kind of but that's about it so which is why like something that is so well thought out. Of course, yeah, the new different versions of Digimon kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. But that fizzled out real fast. I actually disagree with that. <laughs> um, I mean, like, some people like different seasons, right? I'll get more to that in a sec. I'll let yeah, you there's certain seasons that people like more for Digimon. Yes. Which is fine, but then, like, I've tried to watch some of the later, later ones, and I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, I think that <coughs> Pokemon versus Digimon... Like, distinction kind of illustrates, like, a classic, like, difference in storytelling, kind of a dichotomy where Pokemon, you know, Ash Gatchum's a central character. That's one 
way you can do storytelling where you rely on the same character and just see him go through a million different things. And whether or not they actually grow, that's a different thing. That kind of depends on the show and the franchise. And then Digimon has a different thing where we kind of switch it up and have different, you know, different cast of characters each season. So, uh, I don't know. I think they kind of complement each other in that sense. I guess I've never thought of it as, like, either or. To me, that has been, like, they're both good, but for different reasons. But, I mean, by good, I mean I haven't watched either I mean, for, like, 15-plus years. I mean, you get, like, both, which is fine, but it's, like, dang, one outshines the other for sure. If I had to choose for sure, I would choose Digimon for sure. I think Digimon just had more action, too, and I think the evolutions looked more epic. I think what I liked about Digimon, too, was... Uh, and I should caveat, when I said the later seasons, I only go to the first four. The first four, I actually, this might be... Is that the armor evolutions? No, it's the spirit evolutions. When they became the Digimon. That was my... Oh, favorite. yeah, that's armor. Armor? I don't think it is. It's kind of armor. No, it's frontier. Armor's another one. No, 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 it's, um, I know, I think it's the same thing. So mm. it's like, I think the first, first evolution is armor, then the second then it becomes the actual Digimon. There's like two levels of... No, the first one you become the actual Digimon, and then the second one you become a beast, and then yeah, the no, same thing. Third one you mix the two. But yeah, I, the word armor might be used in the evolution, maybe. Might be, but yeah, <laughs> either way, <laughs> we're getting hung up on what. Yeah, so that season, that season, I think is the best one personally. Because I think that one also talked about a lot more like growing up problems, more like real world, real world problems. I think the cast, yeah, they I also think, talked more about the lore. Yeah, um, yeah. With more, with more lore. I think the character. I think it was just more interesting. Just like the way the Digimon looks, like when they did the even the first evolution looked like way I don't know way more just epic than I think any of the other Digimon mm -hmm. before. And I think it was it was dare I say for a kid show a little more mature maybe compared to the other seasons. Like the uh, first two were pretty bright and sunny, but this one seemed a little more like the third season was pretty dark. Like it almost seemed like they were intentionally in their grunge phase oh, trying to get super dark. Though, yeah. Yeah, but then the fourth one felt like it was like a healthy balance between the two. It wasn't unnecessarily dark, but it was also more mature than the like light, bright stuff of the first two seasons. And I think, uh, I don't know, just the characters seem more interesting. And ever since then, I kind of lost interest because I think from the fifth on, that's when they really started veering off course. Like, yeah. they look super different. Like, the first four kind of looked the same, animation-wise at least, but the fifth is when it kind of went off the rails. And we've officially become legit nerds in case we weren't talking about Digimon for 10 plus minutes. I love Digimon. It's great. I'm trying to get a Digimon Digivice um, AirPod case. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I think a lot, of people, no a lot of people would give the thumbs up to that. <coughs> I used to have the toys and whatnot, like the Digivices. Oh, gosh, same. Uh, Anyways, so with that said, <laughs> we're calling it. Are we um, calling it, Jeff? I don't know. Don't you have, to, don't you have the uh, Rise of Skywalker movie coming up in the catch? In an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> well, you know what? I need to go home and eat dinner. <laughs> that works. All right. All right. Anyways. Shit. So, uh, so I don't think this might be our last episode of the year, right? Uh, yes, because of holidays and family and obligations. So with that said, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy whatever other holidays I'm not aware of that you celebrate. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. And uh, we'll be back in the next year even stronger. And we have a surprise for you coming up in January. Do we? Surprise to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Moving on. All right. I'm not going to know the surprise. Can't wait. I'm Bye. excited. 2020. All right. Big things. Have a good night. New year, new me. Bye. Woo. New year, new. Un